Alright, so welcome to today's episode of Relationship Essentials. Alright, today's topic is Relationship Essentials. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. So being that we started this group, um, started this platform to kind of talk about, you know, the, the right way of doing relationships, which is doing it the godly way. We wanted to kind of talk about what are the essential things you need to create that healthy, you know, relationship that everybody desires. So everybody can kind of throw out the first ingredient like that, that comes to your mind and kind of tell us why you think it's essential. Anybody can go. I mean, start off with something light. Trust mm-hmm. is definitely trust is essential. Yeah, yeah, definitely essential in a relationship. I think that's self-explanatory, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What if somebody that I don't know what trust is? <laughs> if you can't, if you, if you can't trust the person that you're with, then you shouldn't be with them. You know, you'll be stressing yourself, always worried about what they're doing, where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think people have trust? Because why do you think people have trust problem in the first place? Probably from past experiences, probably from um, what they've experienced. Maybe the, the person broke their trust before, so now they're just trying to be a little extra cautious. Yeah, and that those cause trust issues. I think you have to sit out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> trust. <laughs> um, all right, so one, one, I heard, I heard um, a pastor say this, and he said, a lot of people are bleeding on people in their relationship who did not cut them. Where, for example, someone gets hurt, whether it's a man or a woman, in their previous relationship, right? And then they carry that, that pain, that hurt, to the next relationship and punish the, next, the new person for the sins of the other person. You know, where, whereas you can understand why people don't have, like, okay, you've been hurt in the past, but punishing someone that, I mean, trust has to be earned, and if the person has not given you any reason to show that they're not trustworthy, I think it's fair to give someone a fair chance to earn your trust, yeah. as opposed to just, you know, shutting down because other people have hurt you in the past. I mean, it is fair, but that's definitely easier said than done. I mean, we yeah. We know that it makes sense, and we know that it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't really, you know, it's not that black and white. For people who are on the receiving end yeah. of that lack in trust, of that lack of trust is definitely not that black and white. I mean, the goal of doing things the right way is not about whether it's easy or whether it's hard because if we're all focused on doing the easy things, then we will be broke, we will be unhappy, we will be like, a lot of the things that we want in life, we have to do it the hard way mm-hmm. for us to earn them. So when it comes to relationships, I don't think we should be looking for the easier way, that we should be willing to do the hard, the hard things. You know that would make that because think about it if someone has trust issues right and they carry that to their next relationship what is happening is even you let's say you are the person right and you enter a relationship and you have trust problem you're still not getting what you want so you're not getting what you want he's not getting what he want gf you're not getting what you want so it's like it's really serving no no purpose doing it the easy way you know just saying you know what you have to understand I've been hurt in the past. We understand that, but you have to give someone the opportunity to earn your trust. I mean, I agree. Yeah, sorry. I agree, but 
like acknowledging that it's not black and white yeah. is not complacency. Yeah. It's not saying mm-hmm. I understand that it's not black and white, and because of that, I'm not gonna try and change. It's like just please understand that this is something that is different for me because it's my experience. So work with me. It's not like I'm sitting here and being like, oh, I'm just not gonna change because this is why I'm just not gonna change. But like, because, yeah. yeah. But you're understanding that it's something that's not okay, and you're working on it actively as the person who's going through it. But it's it's not complacency. But it's also like it comes down to trust, as Jasmine said, like being open with your partner to be like, hey, this is something that I struggle with. Like I struggle with easily trusting people, and so like if you're getting the illusion or like the idea that i'm not trusting you then just know that this is where it comes from and i'm trying to it's not complacency it's just like acknowledging that it's not as simple as we want it to be and i think an extension of that that leads to transparency i think in relationships Mm -hmm. people like want honesty but honesty is based off of you asking the person a question versus being transparent like we're getting to know each other we're dating Mm -hmm. this is my experience these are the things that I've gone through. And even to your point, I'm saying I'm working on it, but you have to show me some grace in this area. Mm-hmm. I think with relationships, people think that it's like picture perfect and stuff. <laughs> and like you have to work for it to work for you, but it can only work if you're both transparent and vulnerable. Also, just to add to what she said, right? Love is patient. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with someone who's um, struggling with that, Trust issue. Who's trying to walk on that? You just have to be patient. Yeah. If it's love, I'm wearing the shirt too. Yeah, yeah. So patience is is something that you cannot take away from you know a true um, relationship. If you want to do it the right way, you just have to be patient. And I heard a lot of TR words, and I think being true encompasses all. Mm -hmm. Right. You said trust, transparency, Mm -hmm. and it's trials and tribulations. Relationship, okay. Okay, assassin. You gotta be totally, totally real. Tr, yeah. totally real when you come into yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Let me just throw this out there. Like, um, you know, as pastors, when we teach about like trusting God, like when you look at Ephesians chapter three, right? Paul says that I wish you would learn, you would get to the point where you realize that your knowledge of God will grow. Because when your knowledge of God grows, then you will realize that his love for you exceeds any depth, any height, any width, or any length that you can imagine. And what that taught me was the level of my trust is the love, is reflects on the level of the knowledge. And I think about it, um, if I go sit on a chair, the reason why I trust the chair that I'm not going to fall is because I know for some reason, whatever I may have, I know that this chair is built to take my weight, right? I feel like most times when people are struggling with trust, you have to get to know the person that you are going to build a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Because once you get to know them, once you come from a place of, I want to know you, I want to understand you, it helps you trust them better. Because if you don't know them, you are never going to trust them. Because you're always gonna judge them off of somebody else's mistake or off of somebody else's off of your past. So get, taking your time to know people, not rushing into relationships. You know, you meet, I see people today that meet, and then two weeks later they are they are exclusive. Like for me, it makes no sense. You, there's no way you got to know this person in two weeks. You know, uh, but but some people you hear women say things like, "Oh, I don't like to date multiple people at the same time. I rather find one person and focus on him." You know, when you focus on him now, you are you are beginning to expect things 
you know, an equity, something that you have not kind of built. You're expecting trust when it has, you guys haven't laid the foundation because you haven't even gotten to know this, this person. Is he a person of his word? Does he, does he, because look, if somebody always keeps their word and then one time doesn't keep it, that doesn't mean they're not trustworthy. But let's say in the six months you've known someone, they've always, everything they said, they did most, like 90% of it. It helps you trust them better because you, you know them. So many times I feel like trust comes from not knowing our partner. You know, so I think spending time to learn someone, it's it's very important before you try to build a relationship. It helps with building trust. But anyways, let's let's throw out another relationship essentials. So we have trust. What is the next? Transparency. 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 We kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think something that is very important, and uh, there's, there's an essential in a relationship is. Um, having the same value system. I think that's where everything stems from. Value um, system. Okay. If, if you're a Christian and you marry someone or you decide to be in a relationship with someone that isn't, you're definitely going to have, uh, it's going to affect everything, including the trust that we just talked about. Because if the person doesn't believe that, if you guys don't have the same belief systems, then they can say, oh, but this is what I believe. Yeah. Right? And like, I have my truth, you have your truth. So mm-hmm. everything is arbitrary and everyone can do whatever they want and it's going to ruin everything. So I see that a lot with so many people and they're like, you ask them, is this person a Christian or does this person have the same belief system as you? And they're like, no, but we just love each other. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, it's... What does that even mean? That is, that is chaos. Even me, you know, doing pastoral work, I've seen kids that come out of homes where one of the parents is Muslim and mm-hmm. one of the parents is Christian. It's chaos. They, they're just a walking contradiction. Yep. And you, you, I see them and I, and I have conversations with them and they just tell me how confused they are when it comes to, they don't know where to go on a Friday or a Sunday. Are we going to church on, on Sunday or are we going to the mosque on Friday? You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, so they, they kind of turn between what direction and when and that is the fundamental aspect of us and when that part is not the bible says if the foundation is 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 uh, destroyed what can the righteous do mm-hmm. so and that is the fundamental part of everybody so when and i see someone that says i saw this person i like the person the first question i ask is what are they believe are they are they christians mm-hmm. the moment he said no it's like yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, what are you stupid? Like, <laughs> well, okay, I, I kind of want us to go a little bit more in depth because I was, you know, I teach, I teach Bible school now yeah. and I'm teaching apologetics. And the first thing I thought on uh, the first topic we dealt with was worldviews, right? The reality, when we talk about the danger of dating someone that doesn't have the same value system as you, everybody that walks on earth has a worldview. Whether they express it, whether they don't express it, everybody has a worldview. And worldview is so powerful that it controls how we think, Everything. controls what we do, controls how we view the world. So think about it, the way I explain the worldview is this. If I'm wearing blue glasses, right? Everything I'm going to see is what? Blue. Even if, even if the color is white. If I'm wearing, if my lens is blue, all I'm going to see is blue. So imagine someone that have different values as you. Let's say they don't think... You know something that you think is 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 right is is right now they they feel morally obligated to you know 
to do it because based on their worldview, doing this thing is is absolutely not there's nothing wrong with it. And you see it as bad, that's already a conflict. Two of you are always gonna see things differently. And imagine being in a relationship. We always talk about how communication in relationships are so hard because men speak English and women speak Spanish. So now imagine adding on top of speaking two different languages. Imagine adding the fact that you guys are seeing the world in two different ways. That makes relationship so hard. I'm not sure if anybody wants to add anything on like the um um, yeah, uh, being on the same value system. I think, uh, let me just add to that. It's kind of, uh, we live in a society and there's a, there's a constitution that governs this society. Yeah. So if you and I have an issue, right, there, there are laws that have already been stipulated that you and, when we go to court, right, helps us the, 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 job, the lawyers are basically quoting based on the law, on the constitution. Mm-hmm. They don't just say, you know, but I feel, my client feels like, you know, we should do this, right? Yeah. <laughs> So the, what, what it does is that that's the only way we could have we can have a civil society. Mm-hmm. The fact that there is a law that supersedes every single person, everyone is under the law. So that's and we're going to solve all our problems based on that law or those laws. The same thing in a relationship when when the, when the laws of God don't govern you guys, you cannot solve any problem mm-hmm. because on what basis, right? Are you going to solve your problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy's like, oh, but the Bible, oh, but the Quran says this, right? <laughs> it's just yeah. so you you can't solve any problem in that context. So that's what I think is the first thing to deal with. When we get that out of the way, that's what the Bible actually says: don't be you know equally yoked with an unbeliever. Because when people think it's just like more, there's a spiritual side of it, supernatural side of it, but there's a whole like emotional and psychological side of it. It just doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work. And I think people take temporary success as, oh, it might work. Yeah. Because, you know, in that beginning phase where you guys are still going through that, I always call it the honeymoon phase, where, like, the guy's calling you and be like, yo, I want to I wanna fall asleep while you're on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you hang up. You hang up first. Hang on first. <laughs> <laughs> me, you tell me hang up first. I just, okay, good night. <laughs> but, yeah, in that honeymoon phase, where, like, the, the butterflies are flying all over the place, it's like it feels like this is gonna work. Yeah. Our love is gonna hold this relationship no matter what we go through. But one thing anybody will tell you that that is in a, that ever been in any relationship is that life is gonna hit you hard. Yeah. Like it's gonna hit you hard, and when it hits you hard, what the foundation of the relationship begins to be revealed. If it was built on lust, it will be revealed. If it was lived, built on you know something fickle, that relationship would not last. What holds relationship is like he talked about when God made relationship and God designed it for a way where being being grown under his value system, like we talk about the agape love, no relationship can work outside of agape love. No matter how much romantic love you have, if there's no agape love, it cannot work. You know? And agape love is, you know, godly love, you know. So so I agree with that. So, so just add to what he said, right? I've seen a lot of people go through this, even yeah. couples, yeah. right? Married, like you said, when it's going, like, oh, we're fine, we'll walk on it. Okay. Yeah. It's so real that it's like one of the worms that eat relationships silently. Yeah. For example, you marry someone, I marry someone who's from a different culture. Yeah. I'm a, from a totally different culture. This is how we do things, from where I come from. This is how I do things. It's 
two different values. Now, like you said, being on equally yoke, right? Mm -hmm. What brings you? What's the common ground exactly. that you can agree on? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Find someone yes. that at least you guys believe the this word of God. So. Yes. The word of God has a common a, ground. A common ground yeah. to solve every issue, issue, everything you ever need for life. Yeah. Is in the world of and it supersedes culture too. Like it supersedes culture. Yeah. So if you're having a problem of who do I, I'm dating someone from a different culture, yeah. And, and me, we, there's always going to be clash. It's never going to yeah. end. Yeah. On how to raise kids, yeah. on how to yeah. live in the house, on roles and responsibilities. If you have a value system that both of you agree on the scripture, that would be that would be what determines. Yeah. Because something what what happened in relationship I noticed a lot is. People argue to be right. They want to be the one that is right. It gotta be my way, or it gotta be. So now the man wants to, wants yeah. it to be his way. The woman wants it to be his way. How about we just do it God's way? Yeah. God's way is like God's way solves all the problem. Yeah. I don't gotta think. You don't gotta think. What did God say about this? Exactly. Like something I wanna. It's kind of like to make it a little bit more dramatic. I tell people I say. When you guys start arguing, just say, you know what, let's go, let's go further from the Bible. <laughs> just open the book, you know. By the time you go from Genesis to Revelation, you're going to find an answer. To anything you want to. It's like a manual. Yes. Right? It's like the manual that guides everything. Exactly. Like marriage, for example, we're, tra we're talking about relationships, doing it right. We're looking at ending up in a, a marriage relationship, yeah. right? Which is the, the goal. So if that's what we're looking for, then we should make sure we should we don't like overlook this aspect mm -hmm. it's very very important so letting god um having the same values and in this yes. case mm -hmm. being of the same faith yes. is yes. important let's go back to the manual let's yeah. see what it says about marriage yeah. <laughs> yeah but the person will not believe in your manual if they have their own manual yeah, exactly. oh you have your bring your you bring your bring my manual we'll see who's manual will be all right so let's 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 talk about another essential I want to I want to throw one out there. The more I the more I mature and the more I you know talk to even being in a relationship and talking to other people that have been in relationship or are in relationships, emotional intelligence mm. is so so important. Mm. Like being emotional, yeah, you okay? <laughs> like she's catching, yes. she's catching. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think being. Being emotionally intelligent. I define what that is. All right. So being it for me, all right. So this is the crazy part, right? So for me, being emotionally intelligent is realizing that emotions have no intelligence, and ultimately decisions that we make have to come from, you know, our brain, not our feelings. You know. <laughs> you know. So that's so, deeper than that. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. No, 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 Definition. But he said that's his definition. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's his definition. Not about your definition. Well, he asked me what's my definition of the truth of the definition. So what is the, what, is, what is the truth of the definition of emotional intelligence? Let's look it up. Intelligence. It's being emotionally intelligent. It's being able to control your, your emotions. emotions in a healthy way and not not saying your emotions don't mean nothing. It's mm -hmm. all about what your brain. And what did I you didn't, say? I see. <laughs> that's that, the illusion. You see. So this is what I said. This is what I said. Let's get it straight, right? This is what I said. What I said, I said we have to get to the. I said for me, emotional intelligence is realizing that emotions have no intelligence. Mm -hmm. That we don't make decisions from how we feel. So emotions don't matter, or that's not that's not what the, that's not what I'm what I'm saying is not emotions don't matter. But but when we feel something, we have to realize. So the first thing you have to think properly. is the first thing you have to think is where do emotions come from? 
Have you ever thought about imagination? No. Your emotions is simply defined as our reaction to our thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's what emotions are. are So that means the way I feel is actually controlled by not by what I feel. The way I feel is controlled by what I think. Yes, your imagination. That's why I said emotional. Say it again. I feel like there's also another part of it, like also being mindful of other people. And because a lot of the times people can be emotionally intelligent for themselves, but mm. will be in a room mm. and somebody, they don't know how to. Yeah, like they don't know how to like project that. Yeah. So I think emotional intelligence is also like for yourself, but mm-hmm. also to other people. Because mm-hmm. if someone is like, hey, what, you know, like if you're having a conversation and you say something in your tone, that person may not be emotionally intelligent enough to know, hey, I can't talk to people anyhow like that. Because mm-hmm. um, people aren't mindful as much as we think they are. Yeah. A lot of people really aren't as emotionally intelligent. But you just said it. What is the word you just used? People are not what? Mindful. mindful. You just used it. Yeah. Right? Course, and that, and that is, and that is what emotional intelligence She was that adding was to totally it. Yeah, no, I am agreeing with her. I'm just highlighting. I'm highlighting the thing she said. You highlighted the one thing that agreed with your own. No, I'm. <laughs> no, it's not, about, it's not about what agrees with me. It's about. She just made the same point that I'm making. That's what I'm agreeing with her. Yes. That it's about understanding. For me, I, I strongly believe that many times. Like, it, I, I think when people think of emotional intelligence, they often think about when people are screaming and shouting. That is not only the time you, yeah. co- you, have, you control your emotion. Sometimes emotional intelligence is how you deal with stress. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's not about, oh, oh we're shouting, so we're both not. No. Sometimes it's how you deal with conflict, how you deal with what somebody else says of you. You know, like, today I feel like when, when you look at, um, um, there's this tape on YouTube by Simon, um, Simon Sinek. When he talks about this generation would be the generation of low self-esteem and he says it's because they will be controlled by what other people think of them emotional intelligence is, is is to the point where you realize what somebody says of me is not who i am that's emotional intelligence what what how someone talks to me yeah like I, I in the book club that we have um the last book we read said um don't take anything personal anything anybody does has nothing to do with you has everything to do with them yep. You know, so for me, emotional intelligence is you being in control, and now your emotions yeah. being in control of you. Because mm-hmm. I remember one time we had a relationship essentially. A, woman, a young woman talked about how, when she gets emotionally charged, like she would, like she would call her man all kinds of names, say all kinds of things, and then maybe a I'm day or two later, I'm so sorry. oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. But the the damage is already done. Yeah. The damage is already done. You can't take words back. Because think about it. Think about this. I always say this. When you're building a relationship with someone, your words become more powerful than anybody else's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm building a relationship with her. My voice in her life is more powerful than any other person's voice in her. If I tell her, oh, look, you will never amount to anything. It will mean more to her than if I, a stranger just comes and tell her, you will never amount to anything. Because remember, when you're building a relationship with someone, there's intimacy, right? Intimacy. People are they're letting you in. And when they let you in, the only person that can hurt you is someone that is in, someone that you're vulnerable to. Mm. So that's why I feel like emotional intelligence is a huge. I don't know why it kind of went all, all over the place, you know. <laughs> but important. but yeah, I think it's. I think it for me is definitely up there. There's also essential. an awareness of being distant. Say that again. Some some things are not said. Some things are 
like silence, you know, emotional intelligence also has to be an awareness and if somebody's distant awareness, from you, yeah. right? So like, you know, you've been kicking it, you know, for like six months, you have been going out every weekend, having a good time, and then, you know, something happens where this person gets a new job and then there's a distance now, you don't have that same quality time, right? And you might feel like, oh, this is a void I'm trying to fill. This person that I'm dealing with in my relationship is not feeling that void, so there's a distance there. You have to use emotional intelligence to recognize that mm-hmm. and try to fix that without, you know, allowing the emotions to, you know, Yeah, not letting your emotions control you. Yeah, you had to, yeah, yeah, I was going to add to what you said earlier, right? Um, a lot of times people use this as a weapon. I've seen relationships where the guy um, kind of is telling the girl or the girl is telling the guy, listen, if it's not you, there's a million people out there mm-hmm. that want to be with me. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's yeah. abuse. You know, value is telling someone. That's emotional. Value is making someone feel like they're so indispensable. Yeah. 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 If, if you make someone feel like they're dispensable, then you're emotionally abusing them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of the leading causes of people having low self-esteem in a relationship. Mm-hmm. People are suffering because they're like, oh, they don't want to be rude. They don't want to act irrational. But you're making the guy feel, okay, oh, don't worry. You treat me like this. Watch my phone. My phone is going to go off soon. <laughs> People are going to call me. You will see me going out tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the guy the other way around. So it's it value. If we are going to be in a relationship and doing it right, we should value whoever we are with as, as just like we cannot do without them. Even okay. to add to his point, another um, essential is fighting fair. Because I think sometimes people. So are we moving up from from oh. yeah, emotion? Okay, all right. Just just making so sure. I was gonna say fighting fair. So if we're having an argument, I I shouldn't bring up a past if we've already went over it, right? And I think it's like one of those things because when you. Did you say fighting fear? I'm fighting just trying to fear. wrap my head like, around. Yeah, it. like if you have a fight, because I think sometimes people feel like if there's a if you have an argument. Oh, fighting not, fear. Actual, not oh, that's, I oh. thought you said fighting fear. No. Oh no no no, fighting fear. Argument, like arguing okay. fear, which means that we're focusing on this particular moment at this particular time. Because one thing I've noticed that people will do, it's like, okay, there was an issue in the past. We talked about it. We hashed it out. I can't bring anything from the past into the current argument because in my mind I'm thinking, oh, you never forgave me, right? And if we're thinking about the way that, like, you think about the way of God, how he loves us, the, he, it's a clean slate. And so that's, like, the hard thing. But, like, arguments are healthy. It's just that we make it toxic because we don't argue in a healthy way. Yeah, I think, I feel like, like the conversations are healthy. Arguments are toxic. So, no, but I feel like, well, let me add to that also. Fighting fair, but I also feel like Let's say you both have issues on a subject and one person brings up their issue they have with you. That is not your time to bring up your issue you have with them. You you can take your own time, think about it, and bring it up at the time you feel right. Just because they're bringing up an issue with you, like, oh, but you do this as well. But, like, mm-hmm. let's figure out this, like, f- fighting fair. Let's figure out this first, and at another time we can talk about that one. I feel like because they're using it as a, or people use it as a, um, like a shield, like oh yeah, yeah defense, defense mechanism, yeah, like oh, but you do this. Just so. it's justification. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, to yourself. justify, yeah. All right, I think we could all put all all of that, like what you said, what she said, because which is the not even emotional intelligence. No, 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 that's not what I was gonna say. Because the the next the next essential that I had in my head that I think is very important in relationship is conflict resolution. How you resolve problems matters. 
Because yeah, that falls under it, it go, under it, emotional intimacy, though. But it goes, it goes the way you resolve it is opening the Bible. Ah, uh, that's not. <laughs> going to like, if we, of like, course, like, but come on. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, yeah, we gotta be practical. Like, you have to talk about who's gonna wash something, and you're like, let's go to the Bible. Like, no. Subsection days and all of that, right? Yeah. Then, no, it's true, I guess. Then, then they start making their case. Yeah. And they start applying whatever the issue is to the to the constitution. Mm-hmm. I think but when we when we have some sort of conflict and we're trying to resolve it, we want to resolve it just arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Like we don't there's there's no reference to nothing. Right? Can, can I share a Bible verse that comes to my head to what you're saying, which is what I think will be more practical to like the pro- problem. Or conflict resolution, I think I can't remember the particular verse. That's why we have Google nowadays. Um, but I believe it says a a harsh word is poisonous to the soul. Mm-hmm. Like how you say something, like somebody could be quoting the Bible, but the way they are communicating their their point is is, is wrong. Yeah, that is part of conflict re- resolution. Bible, like like right? like the Bible says, <laughs> a, a night if you marry a nagging woman. <laughs> It's worse than I've, I forgot. You live on the roof. You know? Yeah. But, but like, what you're saying, right? Sam, yeah. Is so correct. Just, it's just that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. What, I'm saying. what you guys like, are saying is that everything you ever need in yeah. this life is wrapped up in God's word. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. No matter how pretty it sounds. So, so let's say, let's say, you get into an argument with your spouse. Okay, give me a, a scenario. So, so let's say, um, everybody can help me. I'm not the one that's married. Let's say, for example, um, what is one conflict? Um, yeah, like, um, yeah, like let's let's say she wants you. you uh, she wants just give me one. Alright, so you embarrassed her in public. Okay. Right. I spoke to her out of turn or something. Yeah, something like that. The, the Bible says when you, in Galatians, he was talking mm-hmm. about do not esteem yourself better than others. Mm-hmm. So that addresses the, that right there. But you did it. So how are you gonna fix it now? We know the Bible says that. <laughs> That's what we're saying. You go back to the man and say, I'm not supposed to do this. You're supposed you, to you like, cool. No, no, no. If you go to the man, you say. Oh, the Bible says, do not esteem yourself above others. Okay, you're like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. But, but, but then she cursed you out when you caught out and you embarrassed her. It's not. It's not. But hold on, though. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's not. Wait, wait. What? authority and the relationship right but i th- i look we agree with your point that 
the Bible is the basis of all solution, right? I agree. You know, but I think I I believe that they the the conflict resolution comes from how we apply those solutions to our problems. How we apply those solutions. The application is where often there's there's a disconnect. I think to add to your point, so the the, okay, with the Bible is the foundation. Yeah. But the best way to to know how you deal with conflict, this is why singleness is important. Yeah. So when you think about the manual, if you can't apply the manual in your singleness, and you marry somebody who can't deal with conflict, you're gonna see it surface up. Yes, the Bible has to be the foundation, but like I'm thinking about it like to make it more practical, right? So let's say somebody's watching and they're just newly married. It's like mm-hmm. okay. Let's bring the Bible up and, oh, you're not supposed to do this. Because people will weaponize the scripture mm-hmm. and use it. And remember the word says that he who is without sin mm-hmm. has the first stone. So I think it's one of those things where this is why sometimes, like, if you're having an issue, a lot of the times the issue isn't really the person, it's you. Because when you think about it, when you pray to God, like, God, you know, like, so-and-so is getting me mad. They did this, they did that. And God's going to check you first and be like, mm-hmm. well, how do you talk to your coworkers? Right, and so what you do outside of your home, it's showing up in your marriage. But but like this is the thing that you've been dealing with because remember, marriage brings out all the gunk, anyways. So I think to make it more practical, it's like the foundation really is set during your singleness. I mean, you're never going to be perfect, but I think what happens is most Christians. I don't want to say they don't have personality, but some of them don't know how to deal with conflict because there's no personality cultivated Mm -hmm. because all they do is say Matthew 3, John 4, but they don't know how to think. Like, God gave us the brain to use it. So that's what you see in the church. People act crazy. People don't know how to deal with conflict. (laughs) People will talk about you really before they approach you just because a lot of churches aren't teaching how do you make the word of God alive in your life mm-hmm. so that like people know? Because you see Christians that make people not want to even turn to Jesus. So I think, to your point, the foundation of the word of God is important. But I think it's so important during your singleness and actually reading what the scripture says. Because people don't read the Bible when you think okay. about it. So you just, you just threw out another essential. I just want to highlight one essential she threw out. So knowing how to be single is an essential for a relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. Just throwing it out there. Right. So, so we know. I think I think the thing is, it's one thing to to have the to have the Bible. It's one thing to like like a constitution. It's one thing to have it. It's another thing to actually apply it. Mm-hmm. So many people know it how to quote the Bible, but they mm-hmm. don't they don't see how it relates to reality. Everyday living, you know. I think that's kind of the most important thing. Like if, if somehow this thing doesn't affect your reality, yes. right? Then you should as well just throw it away. It doesn't mm-hmm. have any value. Mm-hmm. It goes back to my point. If this thing affects your reality, if this thing is real to you, mm-hmm. right? It's not just an activity that you engage in. I mean, I'm a Christian. I go to church or whatever. I study the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. If this thing actually is a part of your reality, you wake up in the morning, is a guide to your everyday life. It guides your business, how you go about your work, how you go about your business, how you do your education and everything. If it's actually a guide, mm-hmm. right? When you when you find yourself in a, in in any kind of conflict, you it will be you your this that's your only reference point. You you will easily allow it to have an effect in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I do something and someone's like, "Hey," but the Bible says you shouldn't. If the Bible actually has a role in my reality existentially, mm-hmm. 
I would just give in. I'll be like, hey, you know, this something's wrong with this. I need to change. Okay. I'm gonna give an example. When David, when David sinned, right, and mm -hmm. Nathan came to him and gave him the parable of the man that had a hundred I was about to say, but you saw how Nathan no, gave on. it to no, him, hold though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and, he, and Nathan gave him the parable, whatever the case may be. The moment he knew, because he knew, he trusted Nathan that God was speaking through him. So mm -hmm. the same way we trust the word today, mm -hmm. right? All he, because God's word was directly tied to his existential experiences. So he just caved. It's like, I'm sorry, or whatever the case may be. Well, but hold on, though. But I would, this, this, this is actually exactly what we're talking about, right? Imagine if Nathan came to David and said, you know what? You are so full of it. You know what? You are an evil okay, person. Okay. Imagine, let, me, imagine let me answer that. Let me answer that. Let me answer that. Let me answer that. Yeah. Right? So think about this. And, and I, have, I have people talk about it all the time. They're like, oh, but the delivery wasn't the best, right? I'm going to tell you this. Mm -hmm. If you really care about your life, mm -hmm. right? And you care about whatever it is you believe that God has for you. One of the things you do for yourself is you'll be able to like take what God is saying about you in the moment and forget about all the other distractions that come to the delivery. Like, do I, yeah? So do you think the delivery matters or not? <laughs> the delivery, I think it's less, it matters less than people actually think it is. I'm gonna give an example. I, let me, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do, I do let agree. Me, let me say I this. Agree let, hold on, let me say this and I'll let you, then I'll let you go. Can you imagine? Think about this, right? Think about this. Someone is around. Have you ever seen some of those people that are standing by their window on like the 54th floor or something? Yeah. And they're trying to jump up, yeah. right? And people are trying to like placate them, yeah. trying to beg them to be alive, yeah. right? And they're like, no, they want to die, mm -hmm. right? Then you see some fireman, right, from a different apartment, just go and just snap, snag him, right, yeah. and pushes him in. How about that delivery? What's nice about that delivery? <laughs> that is not the same thing. Now. It's the same thing. No, if someone is, if someone is making, if somebody is going towards a direction, Pastor, I think we all get your point that no, the no, what no. matters more <laughs> is the message. The message is what matters more. more. But, I think the delivery is important. But, but, but the delivery is, can cause another another conflict. Exactly. Look, but see, I'm saying this right for me. As a person, right? Yeah. I care less about the delivery because there are so many there are so many situations that someone will be in that the delivery doesn't even matter. That's life and death, though, of course. <laughs> so, so life how do you want to? Yeah. Right, so okay. So at what point? At what point? I say like like even 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 the Bible. No like even even in the Bible, right? Even in the Bible, there are so many instances where the person could have said what they wanted to say and it would be true, but they had to say it in a Effect, there's effective way to communicate and yet like ineffective. Like how I just, I just gave you an example of Nathan. Nathan came when David, this he was the story of, hold on, this was, this was, yeah, he told him, I said, look, a man had this, another man, he told him a story and then David was the one that condemned himself, right? And then it's like, okay, wow, he said, you have done it, right? The way Nathan, delivered the message mattered you go back to the same david the same david when he was when he went to nebal i said nebal my men are hungry and we need food nebal said who the hell do you think you are just get out of my face like you don't you don't deserve nothing the bible said that david got so angry because of the same words that nebal himself david got so angry and took his men i was about to go kill the whole family of nebal it was a big wife, girl yeah. that came and said Master, please, we are sorry. She came and the same thing gave him a sweet delivery. 
and his anger came down. But let so, me ask you. That's what we're saying. The delivery matters. Can I say something? Right? Yeah. Can I say something? Christianity is a lifestyle. Yes. Let's focus more on the doing than the talking or the delivery, right? For example, the the apostles they were first called Christians and Antioch, not because mm -hmm. of what they said or how they said it, mm -hmm. but people saw the way they acted. Mm -hmm. What am I trying to say? In conflict resolution, even when you're in marriage, you discover this more than ever before mm -hmm. that you act it, you do it more than even the delivery is effective. I agree. Jesus said, "Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works, not what you say, our, not our, how you say our, it. our good works have to be done in love. In love. <laughs> so, for example, if Actually we have an issue, actions speak louder than words. For example, we have an <laughs> issue. All we are thinking as young people, let's let's trash it out. Your word versus my word. No, I stand up, I go, take the dishes. Yeah, we have like five minutes. I take the dishes. For example, if that's the issue, I do it. Humble myself, swallow my pride, whatever." Tomorrow, it speaks more than the way you deliver it or what you even say. So I, I agree. I just wanted to point that out. I agree. I 100% I, I agree that our actions speak louder than our words. It, what I would say, based on what you've said, is when we find ourselves in a relationship and there's conflict, we have to ask ourselves, how would God want us, being that God is our authority, how would God want us to address this conflict? You know, but the reality is that people don't think, what does God want? People are like, I, mean, I got to let him know. What he did is got on my neck. I gotta let her know she can't do that. You know, but <laughs> what you gotta say is right. But, but that's the practicality you know? of the word of God, living it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we say these things and we don't live it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. So when we find ourselves in conflict, the right way is to ask, how would God want me to address this? And then you do not go slash his tires, scratch up his car. That's <laughs> not how God. But anyway, that's but go ahead. <laughs> dating relationships and marriage yeah. I'm not going to allow a boyfriend or a husband just talk to me anyhow right mm -hmm. and just Deliverance show me these matters, things. tone and with how you present things mm -hmm. matters because when you think about it people who are narcissistic the way they talk is ridiculous. That it's, victim it's, blaming? It, it's, it's a lot. And so I think it's like, this is why so many women stay in a lot of abusive things. And, yeah, and a lot of them are manipulated. Yeah. So I think, Tomas, and it goes back to emotional intelligence. You know your partner. You know how they receive things. And the thing is, like, how you talk to somebody. Like, you don't know if they've, been, um, if, if, if they've experienced trauma in the past. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, with Christians, a person can become a Christian, but are you actually, like... Are you making them a disciple? And a lot of the times, this goes back to why people, especially younger people, don't want to go into the church because of how people talk to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, so people aren't then. talking about mm -hmm. these. And granted, I'm not going to lie, this generation is extremely sensitive. I get it. Yes. I get it. But remember <laughs> that, 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 that this generation is very vocal of the trauma they've been in and the abuse. And so how do we, how do we show as a Christian love to somebody? Who, who grew up and all, and, and all their parents and whoever was guardian them was cursing at them and stuff like that. And then you tell them, hey, da 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 Pastors have to have emotional intelligence. If not, you will not have a congregation, right? Granted, with, with the truth is the truth. At the end of the day, do not argue with me. You gotta argue with God. But the thing about how we deliver it and delivering it out of love, because many people had like, a lot of people haven't like experienced oh, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear something now. I think delivery is important. I said when I started, I said for me, mm -hmm. right? That's what I said. If if I'm doing something wrong, right? This is my. This is how I want to be corrected. 
I don't I wouldn't care that much about the delivery. And I tell all my friends, I said, listen, I, I, I'm so obsessed about what I believe that God has called me to do mm-hmm. and the direction that I'm headed that anything that I, if I start moving away from that direction, I consider that a death sentence to whatever I've been called to do. That's how I see my life, mm-hmm. right? I'm so obsessed about that. So if there's some sort of like a deviation from that, for me, I don't want it to be nice about that. Right? Because whatever I've been called to do is about to die. That's why that's why that's why I use the analogy of someone that is standing at the edge, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about to jump off. Because if it's, if I start, let's say I talk to someone in a disrespectful way, I'm killing whatever it is that I believe that God has called me to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm giving an example. And if someone comes to correct me about that, I wouldn't care how they want to correct me. This is my old person. I wouldn't care because I know that they're trying to, like them correcting me will save whatever I believe that I've been called to do. This is for my own, but do I think delivery, the delivery is not important? I think it's important. But for me, it is less important. Personally, far yeah. less important. Yeah. That's I, how I am. Can, can I add something real quick, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. It, we, it, have, we have to wrap just, up this, woman, this one. Yeah. All right, go ahead. It boils down to the difference between men and women. Right, that's him. That might be also me. I prefer boom, but women are different. They are built differently. They are very sensitive. I live with one. Right. I mean, I think I I get it, but I think men are sensitive. Some men. No, no. My point is that we can, we as men, we can chest anything. We can take the truth, no matter how it comes. But if you don't, if you if you are speaking a truth to a woman and she knows the truth and it's not coming well. She's not gonna take it, especially if you're if she feels like you're attacking her. She's not gonna repel mm-hmm. the truth. So, All right. we, so, we to to so we've agreed that. Um, so mm-hmm. let's talk about the sessions we agreed on. So we talked about trust, um, trust transparency. transparency. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, emotional intelligence that everybody attacked, <laughs> but yeah, we know it's important. Pro, um, conflict resolution. We talked about. She she mentioned you know valuing your single stage, learning how to be single. Is essential in relationship because you don't want to be in a relationship and you want to spend 24 hours with your partner. They don't. They can't have friends. Every time they are away is a problem. <laughs> no, it's they're not. They're, that's not how God made them. Where they were bored. They, they. <laughs> anyway, so a mastery your single stage. We talked about conflict resolution. How you solve problems matters in a relationship. You got to become a great problem solver if you want to be in any long relationship. If you want to be in a in a relationship that will yield fruitfulness. Because the one thing that is inevitable in life is trouble, trials, ups and downs, come fallouts, shortcomings. You know, but the Bible said love covers all all the multitude of sins, right? Learning how to solve problems is very very important. I forgot one more essential that um, the being of the same value system matters if you're going to build any relationship that's going to yield any fruit. So. Just everybody go one more time. If you have any, not explain, you could just throw it out there. One more essential that you need to be in a, for a relationship. Something was just bringing up while we were talking. Yeah. I'm going to go real fast. Respect. Respect. Yes. Okay. Respect. The big thing, respect. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, our ego as a man mm-hmm. or right. as a woman or whatever, yeah. makes it one sided. Respect should be mutual. Mm-hmm. It should be mutual. 100%. You know, let's not esteem ourselves. Sometimes we, we, we might be with people who are not up to par with us. 
Yeah. Who are not on the same spiritual pedestal like we, yeah. we want them to be. Let's learn mm-hmm. to yeah. respect it. Because if you just soak up the respect all the time, I need the respect, and it's not coming from the other way, it's always a problem. A lot of young people want to get married, but they don't know how to give back respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since we are throwing something out, let me throw my own out there. Um, <laughs> forgiveness. Yes. Forgiving your forgiveness, you know, like the Bible says, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I I forgive the name of Bible says, forgive us <laughs> that forgive those who trespass against me, whatever it says. But we have to forgive so God can should forgive us. Knowing that we're yourself. imperfect. Like for me, the biggest thing for me is if you know you're imperfect, why would you not accept someone else's imperfection? Why can you ha- not have the grace to forgive them when you know yourself that you yourself are not perfect? You know? Yeah, that's that. But learning how to forgive, I think forgiveness in relationship is so important because people will punish someone for something they did 30 years ago and they will still keep bringing because they never forgive. So forgiveness is, is my last, is one that I will throw at you. Anybody want to throw something out? Um, I Just 30 that, seconds before we close out. 30 seconds. One relationship you essentials. You maybe want to let me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I would say the willingness to make compromises. I think you have to understand that like everybody is different. Everyone was raised differently Mm -hmm. and our environment have a lot to do with the way how we are now. Mm -hmm. And so I think like you have to acknowledge the fact that not everybody looks at things the same way that you do. And so if you're having like a clashing background, you know, not only value system, it solves it. The (laughs) word of God, but you also have to be able to maybe alter some things. Because maybe sometimes like you're the problem. So you have to be able to change some things. I agree that. I like that. Maybe to the kind of work with your relationship and the success of your relationship. So, yeah. Okay. You have anyone to throw out there? Relationship essential? Be open-minded. Not Being open-minded? Mm-hmm. Nobody said love. That's crazy, <laughs> man. I got to love. I got to throw. I don't want to be here. Our relationship is saying they're like, yeah, they didn't even mention love. Like, nah, love, 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 love. Love, love, love. is a point, guys. Love is essential. It's probably the fault. Is love and trust foundational in relationship? Anybody else before we close out? The, the if, if there's a verse for relationship essentials, right? It's yeah. what he's wearing on his shirt. Yeah, like, yeah he says patient, everything that you need. Patient, not pride, <laughs> not self security. <laughs> take it off, take it off. No record of wrong. Everything, every relationship essential. Not easily angered. Not easily angered. It's no the, record of wrongs. Yeah, that's actually true. Has all of it. Which one of Second Corinthians chapter fifteen. Just go there. Yeah, that's true. All right. Anyways. I really appreciate all the contribution that we made. I think this was effective. Um, if someone is looking to build a relationship, they can literally go over each, you know, trait that we talked about. And the biggest thing I always say is this: the habit that most people have is when they hear something, they think about somebody else that can use the knowledge they just acquired. You know, every quality that you're expecting to 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 have in your relationship. You have to have it too. You can't say I want respect, then you don't know how to give respect. You can't say I want someone to have, that have that is good at resolving conflict, and you are horrible at resolving conflict. Anything that you want, you want to be able to give because the law of attraction. We don't get what we want. We don't get what we want. We get who we are. So if you want, if you want to be in a better relationship, you ultimately have to become a better person. Anyways, thank you guys, and I look forward to the next episode. Thank you.